and welcome to the Much More Podcast, the podcast that aims to help you be more, to be able to reach your fullest potential, and then to be able to give more in terms of that potential. I am your host, Mark Miller, and I'm excited to bring you this one. Let's get into it. So it is really good to be back. I'm really excited about this episode. This episode, I'm just going to get right into it, is talking about hope. And I have been saying to people, I hope you have a good day, quite often, quite a lot actually. This has allowed me to think on the concept of hope. What is hope? Why do I keep saying I hope that you have a good day? Why don't I just say have a good day? Why do, I, why do I need to say I hope? How often have we put hope into things or placed hope onto certain stuff and it just hasn't come to be? Does hoping someone have a good day allow them to have a good day? Does it change their perspective? Does it change your perspective? I've realized in saying to people that I hope you have a good day has actually changed my perspective quite a bit because I'm wishing people well. It's allowed me not so much to think about myself and my own day, but think about the days of those around me. And it's allowed me to start thinking about what does it mean to share hope? It's allowed me to start thinking about how do we hope in certain things? What are we putting our hope into? And these are the kind of questions that I'm throwing out really in this podcast. I don't always have all the answers. I never really do, to be fair. It's just thinking about what is hope? What do we mean when we say to people, I really hope you have a good day. I hope that you do well. I hope that so-and-so gets better. I hope this day will come to an end soon. We say I hope with a lot of things, sometimes negatively, sometimes positively. I mean, 2020 has come and gone. We're now pretty much in the second month of 2021. And the world has changed quite a lot since 2020, as is really America's got a new president, which a lot of people have put hope into is President uh, Biden. They put a lot of hope that things would change for America. Some people are hoping that things won't change so much in America. It just depends on what side of that political fence you're on. Now I'm looking at the stuff that's happening in Myanmar. There's a lot of people who feel that they've just lost hope for their entire country. Then we still have a pandemic that's worldwide and, and a lot of people are hoping that it comes to an end soon. And they're putting in some sort of hope there. We're all hoping for something. Some of us may have lost hope. We just feel that things have just gotten so bad for us that we, we don't know how to move forward, what to do, or how to get our hope back. And now I'm asking myself, what am I really putting my hope into? Am I putting my hope in my own intentions? Am I putting my hope in other people's intentions? Am I giving control to people for my own hope? I was watching Ted Lasso, which is probably one of my favorite series. Uh, it's, it's about this coach, American football coach, that goes and coaches a Premier League soccer team in England, obviously. He, he doesn't really know much. Uh, he seems to come across as somebody who is going to fail. I don't want to ruin the story too much, but he's a symbol of somebody who goes and totally changes the team. I mean, the introduction to the show is that he's sitting down on a, a chair and the chairs start changing color around him. He's somebody who walks into a club that is failing and inspires hope. So one of the phrases that gets used there the show at some point is, it's the hope that kills you. And that got me thinking about what hope does to our mental state. And I think hope is fundamentally important to our psychology. It's fundamentally important to get us to move, to find inspiration. And from that inspiration, we draw motivation. And from that motivation, we draw action. So I think having hope for the future, having hope in something that things are going to get better will guide us into the future, will take us to the point where we get motivation 
And from that motivation, we create action. And from that action, we can create lasting change in our lives. So we need to be able to have this hope. We need to be able to hold on to some sort of hope. But let's look at what we are talking about when we talk about hope. Hope is our capability to look for it. It is our capability to look at our desired goals and knowing that there is this chance of achieving them, knowing that we can achieve it and putting our self-efficacy towards achieving our goals. So hope is believing in ourselves and believing in the situation that it's going to get better for the good. When we're feeling hopeless, we, we just think things aren't going to get better and we just spiral down. But we need to find things to put our hope into. We need to find things to hold our hope on. That's what we're going to look at, right, is looking at what are we putting our hopes into and where is hope created? And hope is created through what is in our minds and in our hearts. It becomes a feeling and from that, our feelings take it into action and from that action, it becomes a mindset. And then from our mindset, it reinforces our heart. It reinforces the core of who we are. So it's really important for us to understand how to create hope. It's really important for us to share hope with people around us because it's not something that's easily sustained on our own. It can be sustained through the community, through who you were, through the people you're surrounded by. And I've spoken about this so many times on my podcast is that the people around you can make you. It's so important to have the correct people around you to inspire hope. We have these three different strategies of creating hope. The first strategy is something that I base a lot of my coaching on, which is goals thinking, goal-oriented thinking, having some sort of perspective on where we're going and how we're going to reach it, right? Having some sort of plan can create hope. If you do not have a plan, where is your hope going into and what you're going to achieve? If you do not have a plan, how do you ever hope of getting out of this rut or the cycle that you're in? What is your plan? We need to have a plan to affect change and to create Second is pathways thinking. This is a capacity to develop specific strategies to reach our goals. So it stems off our goals thinking. And then what is a pathway? Ultimately, what path are we taking to get to where we're going? Is there foreseeable changes and steps that we can put our hope into? And then the third is our agency thinking. So what is our thoughts process? How are we controlling our own thoughts? How are we controlling the things that we say to ourselves? What is our mind chatter? What do we keep repeating to ourselves? And are we unknowingly creating a self-fulfilling prophecy that's damaging to us? Be aware of this, my friends. And, and what we're doing here is, is being aware of changing our mindset towards hope. This is what we need to focus on. We need to look at examples of hope that we have and there's four ways of what hope is there's four sort of examples of what hope is the first is realistic hope this is uh, hope for a reasonable outcome or probable outcome that's somewhat attainable in essence if you look at somebody who's got chronic pain right they might hope that the pain would reduce rather than believing that the pain is going to subside completely because this is something they've lived with their whole life it seems somewhat realistic or as some people would say a safer form of hope for a lot of us, we might be hoping that the pandemic could end in three months, but then for others, they might apply what they believe is a safer form of hope is that the numbers will reduce and there will be a further reduction in lockdowns. So this form of hope, really what it is, is it's going to allow you to understand and observe your situation. And maybe this is what you need to take note of is looking at how to create realistic hope. Is your hopes delusionally optimistic? And I, I mean, I believe in delusional optimism, but we've got to plan within the confines of reality, right? So look at what your reality is right now. Are you being reasonable with your hope? And this is why maybe the hope is killing you because you're not being reasonable with what your hope is. 
The second is utopian hope. And this is a collective orientated hope. This can lead to better future for everybody. It's a hope that looks at the wider array of society that we're in, what our community is going through. So in other words, for some, it was political movement. If we look at what has been happening in America with Biden, uh, for others, it might be hope that your family situation is going to change. It is a utopian collective hope and how we can reinforce hope in one another. This is looking at utopian hope. So what is your utopian hope? Is your community giving you hope or are they taking hope away from you and, and reminding you of how hopeless the situations are around you? I think we need to have a hard look at what our friends are saying, what the community around us is saying and what the people around us is saying. Is there something there that we need to interject in? Is there something that we need to physically kind of step into and, and change completely? Someone's being negative. Are you stopping that negativity or are you feeding into it? Let's start working on creating hope in our own lives and the lives of those around us. The third is chosen hope, and this is what we're choosing to put our hope in. For some of us, and, and for myself included, it is hoping in God. Scripture speaks of that our hope comes from God, and that's what I'm putting a lot of my hope into, is my relationship with God. Then my ability to, to lead with that, knowing that I have God in my corner, is something that's really important to me. So that's what I'm putting my hope in. This takes a lot of focus to put our chosen hope into something. My chosen hope is also that I'm choosing to believe that my situations in life will get better depending on, on where I'm at, that some of the struggles that I'm dealing with right now is just temporary, the season's going to change, and this is my chosen hope. This is how I keep going, knowing what I'm going through does not last forever, as well as a form of chosen hope. And this allows you to deal with things such as grief, fear, and, and concerns about people around you. You start choosing the direction of what you're putting your mind onto, you start choosing your mindset of hope and where it's going. So have that mindset of hope. And then the fourth is transcendent hope. This looks at patient hope, generalized hope, and universal hope. And transcendent hope is just knowing that collectively it's, it's all going to work out. It's transcending the situation. It's moving past what is happening. From that, you, you deal with what it means to be patient in your hope, knowing that it'll all work out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end, right? Um, it's quite a common saying. So these are the four types of hope. So we have realistic hope, utopian hope, chosen hope, and transcendent hope. And we're going to use these different versions of hope throughout our lives. These things are going to guide us. We need to look at how to interact with them and work on that. So I think one of the biggest things that leads to hopelessness is disappointment. For so many of us, there's been a lot of disappointment because there's been a lot of things that are out of our control. And then when we get to these points of disappointment, we attribute all the negative life events to our own personal failings. We somehow think that we are responsible for it. But a lot of it is, is things that are out of your control and then you're not interacting with it accordingly. And then from that, we start self-blaming. We feel ashamed or humiliated. We don't understand why things haven't gone our way. We see it as a lack of effort in ourselves. And we become disappointed and that disappointment leads us to becoming stagnant or stuck in a situation. And then you start looking at it and you're like, well, maybe I deserve this. Maybe this is my lot in life. And then you start getting angry at yourself. I'm not good enough. I wasn't able to do this. I suck. What is the rhetoric that you're telling yourself because of disappointments in life that often is just not in your hands and then you just haven't dealt with the consequences correctly? And then is that disappointment sometimes leading you to turn your anger towards your spouse, towards your friends, towards your partner, towards people at work, your colleagues? Sometimes you'll start taking that disappointment and start blaming other people for it. 
And I think the thing is with disappointment, we don't, it's not necessarily something to wallow in. It's something to feel like we have to feel the disappointments in life. We have to get to that point where we're like, ah, okay, this has sucked. I feel disappointed right now. Sit in that disappointment for a bit. But disappointment is not something that you wallow in. Get out of the mud. You're not a pig. Let's move. <laughs> get out of that mud that is disappointment. Disappointment is there that it can redirect us. It can ask us to shift direction. And this is where it's going to take a little bit of intrinsic motivation. It's going to take that little bit of drive and determination to be able to pick yourself up, to choose to think differently, to put those strategies in place. One of the first ways to, to start getting out of that mud, and this is some of the direction that I'm going to take you into, is to get some perspective. What are your circumstances and what has caused your disappointment? What is the perspective? What is the reality of the situation? Take a step back. Listen to yourself. Are you making a mountain out of a molehill? Are you feeding into some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that, that you know, don't need to be feeding into? Is your bias taking over? Are you allowing a limiting belief to overtake your situation? You can start interacting with it and you can choose how to respond to your disappointment. The next is to look at people around you, get your community involved, ask them to help you get out of this place if you're feeling hopeless. Like you do not need to walk this place alone. Practice acceptance, realize what is, is another very important thing to, to dealing with this. Practice accepting what you're putting your hope in, maybe it needs to change. Just accept that, that there needs to be a little bit of change right now. So work on that because the benefits of hope is so huge. I mean. If we're really working on hope and then we start getting, we can reduce pain in our bodies, it can enhance circulation, it improves our cardiovascular life. Like the benefits of hope is just, it's huge. It can bring joy instead of turmoil. It's just that little bit of spark to get us through the darkness. It can lower doubt. It can create perseverance and from perseverance we start creating character. Having hope allows us to plan effectively and strategize. And, and that's another thing to be able to get yourself out of disappointment and start planning, put strategies in place, work on it for at least 10 to 15 minutes a day on this plan to get yourself out of this place of despair, this place of disappointment. Create a plan and then work on yourself, work on yourself harder every single day. Get into that point of personal development. And I know sometimes personal development gets a bad rap. Um, <laughs> a lot of people think it's cliche. But putting in little strategies every day has been proven to help your psychology and it can start getting you to think differently and it can start being contagious. And then be grateful and have a gratitude list. Start writing down the things that you're grateful for in life right now. It can just inspire that little bit more of hope. You need to be aware of what hope is in order to create hope. Just experienced something recently and that was an auction that I partook in. We just had a really amazing community get around something that's really important, something that affects a lot of people. And it's to work along the international justice mission and helping people with OSEC, which is the online sexual exploitation of children, helping those that are still stuck in slavery. It's a really great cause to start allowing people to have freedom. And it's a great cause that gives hope to so many people around us. And it was just so much fun just being part of this auction, looking at different giftings that people have. And those giftings also provided hope for a lot of people. It was something that they can look forward to now. It's something that they can share. And, and, and what I realized is that hope is really contagious through this process. If you find people who are hopeful and they start speaking about it and they start inspiring and, 
And that hope creates inspiration and that inspiration becomes contagious. And through that contagious inspiration, we get motivation to act. And what happened is people acted and they gave graciously towards a really good cause. They're now going to connect with different communities because of this. And it was just something that just was really heartfelt, heartwarming. And I felt an essence of hope through this community. And when we share our hope, it is contagious. And what I want you to do is look around you right now in your friendship circle is I want you to do a bit of a social audit and find somebody that you know right now that is having a bit of a difficult time that might be a little bit hopeless or just might be struggling. They may have gone through some loss recently or they may have gone through loss a while ago and just feel like people haven't really noticed them. Maybe they've lost a job. Maybe they're just getting into a negative mindset spiral of their own current situation and feeling hopeless. You might be thinking of somebody right now, reach out to that person, do not delay and provide hope. Your reaching hand could just be the hope that they need to persevere and move on. I want you to really spread your own hope this week from when you're listening to this podcast. Be that inspiration for people around you. So I really hope that you find hope that you start growing your mindset of hope, that you do this through creating some perspective, surrounding yourself with optimistic people, allowing yourself to be optimistic, consume optimism, and then practicing acceptance for what is and being grateful. Find these spaces of hope where you can do that, work on it, use the different types of hope, start changing your mindset, see the benefits of hope. Have a fantastic day beautiful amazing day i hope you have a great week see you in the next episode take care